This is great and right. One, two, three, four. <laughs> you, I'm gonna, you know what you this this is already off to a bad start because i'm pretty sure you went into a later day misfits whoa and um i can't it, it was the first one i thought of okay <laughs> I, I was doing i was doing my impression of when they, they i think it's in the evil live album where every song is started off way faster than it actually goes so it's like this is called 20 eyes what do they do 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 yeah <laughs> doesn't matter what song it is they go what do they do <laughs> um anyway hi everyone cranked and ranked yes that's that's what you're Yo. listening to we are a podcast where we rank rock and metal and other music related shit and um today we're going to be uh ranking the discography of the classic uh punk i'm just gonna say they're punk um in general because there's some of their stuff you could throw a little bit of the hardcore punk at John and some things, some pop punk. So um, anyway, the band is Misfits. I know they've started to be referred to as the Misfits, but I always thought that they were just called Misfits. But See, I, I thought it was the other way around. I thought they started as the Misfits and then they dropped the the. You're probably right, but I've always just referred to them as Misfits because the Misfits sounds weird. Um, anyway, yeah. so hi, yes, we're ranking the Misfits, <laughs> and it is me, your old pal Steven, a.k.a. Old Head. With me, as always, is Sir Eddie James Sparks Esquire. Hello, sir. Yo. I, I, I called you sir. I, I knighted you for this episode. <laughs> I, uh, um, and that's only I because responded with yo. <laughs> that's, only because, that's only because you're now a celebrity, for those of you who don't know, uh, Eddie Sparks. Eddie Sparks was on... Uh, the Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, and um, I was, and uh, <laughs> he, unfortunately they didn't invite him in to sit on the couch. But um, <laughs> one day, yeah, one day he was. Uh, <laughs> go, 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 find it if you. It's, it's out there. So I don't know how to. I don't know how they would even search for it. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's one of the show me something good segments. Um, so it'll be in that playlist, and I, I think, yeah, it's got it. I can't remember the thumbnail specifically. I think they've got the guy with the straw on the front. Which sucks because it's got, a, it's got a synopsis and it doesn't include you in the synopsis. And I'm just like, well, fuck those people then. Well, it would just be unfair on all the other episodes because people would immediately click on me. That's true. That's absolutely <laughs> true. And uh, so, yeah, so he was on there and um, didn't get a chance to plug the podcast. But apparently they keep a pretty t- tight ship over there with logos and whatnot. And we, it's not like we even have T-shirts. Cause that's, you know, that would have been my first thought is why, why didn't we make t-shirts just so he can wear them on when he's on <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. Um, anyway, we need to start, we need to start combing through all of our, um, inside jokes and just turn it into merch. Cause that shit sells, dude. That's, that's, that's true. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've been real weary of making merch just because, like, I see other people that have very few followers, and they're like, "Oh, I have merch now," and I'm all like, "Why?" 
because <laughs> I'm like, I, I mean, sure, on, on YouTube, I'm, I'm almost at 9,000 subscribers, but that still seems very small to be all like, I got merch. <laughs> so um, I don't know. If, you, if you're listening to this, put, put some comments in, on YouTube and tell me if you would even buy merch from me or from <laughs> Cranked and Ranked or, or Eddie Sparks. Um, speaking maybe. of speaking of merch, yes. I was going to say, Misfits has a shit ton of merch. That's true. The Misfits, the ba- or Misfits, fuck the the band we're talking about today have a lot of <laughs> a lot of merch. That's true. They they're they are like a hot topic staple. You know, yeah. you go to Hot Topic, you're going to see a Misfits shirt in there. I'm sure. Um, so we're doing. So the Misfits has a weird the Mis. I'm just going to call them the Misfits. I realize that it that it just rolls out that way. Um, they have an odd discography because, especially in the Danzig era of Misfits, they've got a whole lot of shit, but only, well, two actual albums that came out at the time. And yeah. that's pretty interesting. So, um, I don't know. Uh, so we, we decided just to stick to the actual albums that were released instead of doing collections and EPs and singles and all that stuff, which, which ends up leaving us with seven albums and three of them are Danzig era albums. And the rest are post post Danzig, uh, misfit stuff. And, um, yeah, so this is, this is going to be a really fun one because the misfits are, are a, a fun band and, um, I, I, I'm just, I'm ready to jump into this. So, so the way that we normally do this is we start off by talking about where we came on board, um, with the misfits. And I have a feeling that our stories are exactly the same, only they happened at completely different times. Um, because like many people, my introduction to the misfits was Metallica. Um, I saw Metallica wearing misfit shirts. They covered, uh, last caress and green hell on garage days re revisited, um, and so it probably was early 1992 and I remember going to tower records and on cassette, I bought the first misfits collection, which at the time was, you know, just referred to as misfits. Um, because I, I just remember seeing it and being like, Oh, it's like a green little skull thing on the front. It just says misfits and it's got a shitload of songs, including green hell. I'm going to buy this. And, um, and I was instantly a fan. Like I was like, well, shit, no wonder they're into this band. This is fun as fuck. And so, um, that was my introduction to the misfits. How about you, sir? Uh, yeah, mine was, mine was kind of hearing the Metallica covers that they did. Uh huh. But, um, funnily enough, I actually came onto them with the Graves albums, which my friend, uh, Matt, who went to the same high school as me, mm-hmm. he was a huge Misfits fan, but he actually liked Graves' voice more. Um, his uh, his vocals, maybe not his political views, but hey-ho. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything about Michael Graves' political views. I'm, I'm sure I don't want to know. <laughs> there were, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure there was something tied... Now, this is not me throwing accusations around if it, if it ain't true but i i heard something about proud boys and the capital oh, storming my so God. okay similar similar to the ice earth thing but uh yeah i'm keeping it strictly strictly focused on the music here you know what but um, you know what it always comes around though it makes me feel better because i i'm gonna i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go ahead and give everyone a little hint the gloves are off today ladies and gentlemen hey. um because uh <laughs> 
Very rare. Very rarely do I go into full shit talking mode, but today that is going to change. Just you know, just for a little treat for you out there. <laughs> um, so yeah, so let's just, let's jump right into it because it's it's seven albums, and um, I'm going to be referring to other releases along the way just because. The, 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 there, it's weird. Like, you know, when we're talking about the later albums, it's not the same thing. But when we get to Danzig stuff, it's so interesting the number of different versions of songs and songs that were recorded along with other songs but aren't on a particular album. Like, it's just, uh, like I said, the discography is, is uh, pretty wacky. Um, but, uh, but let's go ahead and jump right into it. And as usual, I throw it over to Eddie Sparks, um, television superstar to um, <laughs> tell us what his number seven, his bottom Misfits album is. Okay, so my number seven Misfits album is Project 1950. All righty. So this is a cover album indulging their obvious influences from 50s doo-wop stuff. And, you know, I don't really have much to say about each track that's why i haven't really done a track by track for this one so i'm yeah. not going to really spend a lot of time on this one um but i'd probably say the same thing for every track that's the thing like it's a fun 25 minutes of cheesy 50 covers done 50s covers done in their punky horror punk style but that's all it is plus i think of the vocalists that misfits has had Jerry only is probably the weakest because he kind of sits somewhere in between Danzig and Graves and never really goes hard on either. He's just kind of a, a little bit middle of the road with it. Does he so, yeah. does he sing on this? Is he is he the vocalist on Project 1950? Yeah, he's the vocalist on this one. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then, yeah. yeah, the vocals are pretty awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really it's it's an album i've listened to maybe like two or three times just for the novelty of hey i want to hear latest flame but i want to hear it done in a rock style or like a um a more hard rocking kind of thing yeah but yeah aside aside from that there's not really anything essential here it's just a fun little footnote in their history but yeah it's, it's like a lot of covers albums that we cover on, yeah. this, on this show. It, it usually ends up at the bottom, but yeah. There's a way to do it right, and it, it was a fun experiment, but I can't in all good conscience rank it any higher than the bottom, really, on this one. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm with you. That Project 19... I mean, uh, duh. Of course it's my number seven. <laughs> covers albums usually end up being the bottom in my lists, and... um. And just just because I was so I'm so happy with how I worded um, my notes that I wrote down about this album, I'm just gonna read I'm gonna read it word for word what I wrote for what I think about Project 1950. <clears throat> ding ding, pure shit. <laughs> That's what I wrote. I wrote pure shit, pure unadulterated, complete nonsense. Um, covers albums are already usually pretty weak. Because very few bands can cover songs and make them better. And um, I was already done with this album. And then they covered fucking Monster Mash. 
<laughs> yeah, Fuck they, they kind off. of ascended to. It's it's almost like a parody. Yes, of themselves at it, that point. It's yeah. It is just utter shit, and that is my. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen you in such disbelief at how bad something is it's, before. It, like because it's every single part of it. Like the versions of the songs are awful, but the vocals are also just. I I can't I can't I I just can't do it, um, and I I did it once and I will never ever do it again. My number seven project, nineteen fifty. I love when the like from nineteen uh, no to, wait from two thousand and three. <laughs> two thousand and three is when the song came out. Go ahead. I'd love to have seen your face when like the any saxophone part showed up. That's <laughs> that's the least offensive thing on the album. <laughs> Yeah, well, it, it's just that like brief reprieve where you're like, oh look, something that's that's tolerable. <laughs> it's yeah, it's. I, I think that my 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 why I feel this strongly about this album will make more sense when I go in depth about my my feelings on the other more recent um, Misfits albums. But um, this wasn't this one doesn't deserve any more of our time. So let's go ahead and move on to. Uh, your number six Misfits album. Cool. So my number six is Devil's Rain. Devil's Rain. <laughs> <laughs> Some stay dry and others feel the pain. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, From 2011 is this album. We should do an episode of like top 10 early internet bangers at some point. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I'm down for that. It's going to be a... But Charlie bit me, number one. <laughs> um, so this is the most... This is the last album they did, right? Devil's Reign? Yeah. Okay, in 20... Ten years ago. Ten yeah. years ago. Okay. Cl- clearly, there's not much of a demand. Well, I guess the Misfits did kind of reunite because it's... Because it, 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 isn't it now like Danzig and Doyle and Jerry only? Are they, yeah, it's all three it, of them? It's, it's largely back to... Back to the way it was, back yeah. To, well, back to um, Walk Among Us era. And yeah. then, obvi- unfortunately, they don't have Robo on drums. Um, but wait, did Robo... And Robo didn't play on... that. Yeah, he Robo played on Earth AD, I think. Anyway, um, but they but they did get a fucking killer drummer for their reunion. I mean, like, how... how I mean, it's like, how? what better drummer to get than the drummer of Slayer? I mean, I guess he's not currently the drummer. Well, no one's the drummer of Slayer right now, but whatever. Um, but that was like, honestly, like, I don't, I, I didn't, when they announced that they reunited, I, at first I went, I don't fucking care. But then I saw some footage and I was like, that looks pretty fun. I think I would, I think I would enjoy that. (laughs) Anyway, devil's reign. Yeah. Um, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) So yes, that's cool. Speaking of, um, like metal guys being involved, I will give this album one thing. It has like parts where i think this is a speed metal song and and i'll i'll get to it okay but uh i think this is the only album from them that has guitar solos and double kick on it as well i mean yeah i guess you know especially their classic stuff i don't remember there being any kind of guitar solo whatsoever yeah so uh without further ado oh they had they had a one there's a one note solo on we are 138 i think (laughs) one or two notes (laughs) i'm pretty sure it goes that's <laughs> punk as fuck, bro. Hell yeah, that was some virtuosic kind of shit back in the back in the punk days. 
holy shit, you can play a trill? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Devil's Reign. It's an okay opener. It, it's nothing crazy good. It, it's okay. Uh, Vivid Red is a bit better. It just feels like Graves Era, but without, you know, with a bit less edge. Uh, but, yeah, but by the Land way, this the... also has Jerry only on vocals. This, yeah, yeah. This is a in fact, Jerry only. In, in fact, Jerry's the only original member in this <laughs> on this album. <laughs> Get it, Jerry only. He's the only hey. one. Well, I guess he isn't even an original member. He's but he is from. I guess most people would consider the Walk Among Us lineup the quintessential <laughs> lineup. I guess wouldn't you say? Like people would point to that. Yeah, holy shit! He's like. He's like the only guy. He's, there. he's literally Jerry only. He's oh, damn. I'm gonna run that joke into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you get vivid red. It it's a bit better, but it, again, it just feels like Graves with without the edge. Yeah. Uh, Land of the Dead is a pretty energetic track. I'll admit the tracks increase in quality, in my opinion, as the album goes on. I'll like. I think it's just Jerry Only's vocals because, again, like I say, they're a bit too middle of the road between Danzig and Graves to do either end of the spectrum enough oomph. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Hole, I enjoyed this song probably because of the woes in there. <laughs> uh, Tw- Twilight of the Dead is back in meh territory for the most part, but the guitar solo was a cool touch. It's, it's not often you get a solo from this band, if at all. Um, Curse of the Mummy's Hand is okay. To be honest, like a lot of this album to me, it it's not offensive to my ears, but I think that's the biggest sin of all is just not being very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Cold in Hell is fun. I like this song. Unexplained is okay. Dark Shadows pretty good, but lacking energy. Um, Father has a bit of Maiden influence in there. Um, Jack the Ripper is a full-on speed metal track. I will say. The double kick on it is cool, and it's got. It's nice to see a band that influenced thrash have a crack at it themselves. Um, Monkey's Paw is a fun track. Where do they go? Has some seriously cheesy leftover fifties female backing vocals left on it. Um, Sleepwalking is alright. Ghost of Frankenstein is is okay, and, and Death Ray is fine. <laughs> like it's just. It's just all it's all adjectives for inoffensive, really. They just put it's a sticker just... on the front of the album that says, Eddie Sparks says this album is okay, fine, and pretty okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the thing. It's the the redeeming qualities are the tracks I enjoy, but the rest of it is just it it's a very filler album for me. And uh yeah, that's why it's that's why it's number six. It has redeeming qualities, so it's not number seven, but yeah. Can't wait for you to tear it a new asshole. Yeah, which I'm going to do right now because it's also my number six album, The Devil's Reign. Honestly, before we did this ranking, I didn't even know this album existed. And so I was like, wow, what's this? And then and so let's let's let me let me just say that. So I am admittedly not a fan of of the Michael Graves era of the Misfits and. I didn't think it could get any worse. And it <laughs> it did. It got a lot worse. And so I mean so so now you've got only Jerry only 
And I guess for a little bit of cred, he brought in Des Cadena, who was back in the day was in Black Flag. Yeah. But it is. This is just an album that I that should not exist because the <laughs> in the I really think, especially if this is the last thing that the Misfits name that's original material that comes out, this is just it's shitting on the legacy. I, I like, it is pretty. It's it's kind of going out on a whimper if it if that is the case. I will admit. Yeah, yeah. but it's. I just think that the performances and the songwriting, like everything, just is so not good that this is effectively <laughs> you, like at this point if you're going to put if you're going to take the legacy of the misfits and put the name on this album you might as well just throw the name the misfits in the urinal because <laughs> this is piss poor that is hey. that is that's all i have to say it is it is it's i mean i i tried to be a little bit fair because I'm just like, okay, well, well, is this really that awful? And but we're 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 literally talking we're talking in the context of ranking this album along with absolutely classic punk albums, and yeah. this is just like, it's like it's like a turd in the in the cookie dough. It's just like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> get it the fuck out of there. It's ruining it. So. Um, yeah, I really it was really hard to get through this album for me cuz it just seemed I don't know what it is, but it's um I I I would have just put it out as Jerry Only and the Dudes or some other some other name because at this yeah. point you're literally just trying to get people to buy an it's album cuz it says Misfits on it and I and it can yeah. continue to tour under the name and make money or whatever the fuck, you know. I'm sure Jerry Only is a is a great guy. I don't know anything about him, but sometimes sometimes you just need somebody to to tell you that that you're not you're not doing good enough. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's why I'm here. So The Devil's Reign number 6, it's it is just I mean, I'll listen to this over Project 1950 any day, but um <laughs> But I'm I'm gonna be bitching and moaning the entire time. So there we go. Number six, the devil's rain. That's good. Sometimes I feel like I could do voiceover work because sometimes the other the other day, like I just randomly talking to my daughter, I did a spot on Joker, like like you know how the Joker is voiced by Mark Hamill, like his version of the Joker. Yeah. I did a spot on one of those, and I went, "That sounded really good. Maybe I should be doing <laughs> some kind of voice work on animation." But um, I don't know. Probably not. We should do an entire episode where I do my Dave Mustaine impression, and we pass it off as an interview. <laughs> that that's we should. <laughs> but I just but I just start beef with edit, every band ever. Edit this out because I don't. I want everyone to think it's real, and then we'll also bring you on, and we'll do. You'll do Lars. We'll, do, we'll just have an entire. It'll be a conversation between Dave and Lars that I'm like in the middle of. You know, it'll be it'll be fun. Um, um, uh, Dave, um. So what do you think of justice? I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So on to on to our number five. I don't know why I did that. I was probably because I'm looking for my notes. I'm looking for my <laughs> notes and I found them. Number five. What is your number five Misfits album? 
There is one last thing I want to say about Devil's Reign just to completely ruin that segue right there. All right, cool. Is it me or is like every song on this album 10 to 15 BPM too slow? It's I feel like it's very awkward. Like there's it feels like they shit the bed on like every click track they had on the album yeah like they were like okay so it needs to be this pace and they they dialed in some random number and it was like oh this doesn't sound like the rehearsal well, we, we already <laughs> have the presets in just fucking play it <laughs> <laughs> we already programmed the drums dude <laughs> uh, all right number yeah, five number where, five where where am i at? uh so this is the turning point. Yeah, I, I think I, I think, think we're going to our, our, our all of a sudden our lists are going to be different from now on. Yeah. Like the the proverbial gloves are off. <laughs> feel free feel free to start wailing on me from here on in. Okay. Okay. My number 5 is Static Age. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Right. So it's technically their debut, but it wasn't properly released until 1996 um yeah some, some, also, of the, some of the songs were released as singles yeah but but not yeah the the, the idea of that of this as an album was scrapped yeah but it was recorded in 78 and we can enjoy it now so uh without further ado static age yeah right out right out of the gate definitely the most pure old school 70s punk album they've got i feel Mm -hmm. like they they went on to develop their own take on it on the next two albums but this one here there's still a lot of residual other original punk stuff left laying around tv casualty is an up-tempo track some kind Mm -hmm. of hate is a fun one last caress absolute tune i mean i love metallica's version of it too but you know it's they wrote it. <laughs> they wrote it. Um, Return, <laughs> Return of the Fly. This one feels a bit fast and a bit slow for some reason. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know and what it is. And repetitive the, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, hybrid moments. There's something about the way Misfits write songs about dark stuff in major keys that consistently puts a smile on my face. Like, yeah. It, they they play fun music. Uh, we are 138, one of the catchiest songs on the album, and has my favorite chord sequence in it. Da 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 da. I call it the maiden progression. If which, you ever want to, which eventually would be the major chord progression in a song called "Mother" by yeah. Danzig. It Fuck all yeah. it all comes around full circle. Mother, we're gonna get comp- copyright claimed for that. Like <laughs> just that one. <laughs> um right teenagers from mars another extremely catchy one come back come back is quite a long one for a misfits track coming in at five minutes yeah like and it's slow for a misfits song yeah it's rare they exceed the two and a half minute mark i love i love that song though it's 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 very it's very well done yeah angel fuck is a fun track uh (laughs) i'm kind of worried about that being added to my dictionary on word like because I, I every time i put a word in there that it doesn't recognize i just put add to dictionary so i, I bet one day i'm gonna put some like horrendous typo and it's gonna correct to that <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be like what the fuck is this guy talking about um hollywood babylon is a driving rocker mm-hmm. attitude is a fast fun one 
Bullet is a wild track, very descriptive of Kennedy's death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, theme for a Jackal is a cool ascending riff with some piano in the mix too. She, fun, catchy punk rocker. Spinal Remains, thrashy, bashy track. And uh, In the Doorway, I just put Moody Punk. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it's a cool album. It's, it's definitely the one I've spent the least amount of time with. But there are songs on it that I've heard countless times. Yeah. But it's it's the deep cuts of this album really are, are the ones I haven't really heard that many times. So it's probably why I've got the the least relationship to. But and the it's, next, it's interesting because the 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 when the when that was originally released as an album, finally, it was part of the Misfits box set that came out that was like shaped like a coffin and had some CDs and it had the both collections and bunch of other shit but um it, it on in that the album only went through um uh theme for a jackal like that was the yeah. last track on the album so that's always been the last song to me because i'm just like oh that's that's the last song on this album and then, then when they finally released it as a standalone album they tacked on extra shit um yeah so it's so it's it's interesting because I'm all like, oh, that's I forgot those songs are on there too, but um, but that's fine because those <laughs> songs are also good. Awesome, yeah. So that's uh, that's my number five, and I, I'm pretty sure what album you may come in with next. <laughs> um, I, it's probably not exactly as you think it's going to be, um, but but in that in that you know in that arena, um, my number five is American Psycho from uh 1997 which that's the first the first one yeah. with michael graves and the first one where you know the misfits quote unquote came back which honestly i don't know how this ever even was successful because <laughs> i didn't know anybody that wanted this album or liked this album because we you have to remember like this is 1997 which is a year after they had released the misfits box set with all the original stuff and static age for the first time and there was a lot of like you know the misfits they were this classic band and you know more people should know about them and then it's like oh by the way here's a new misfits but guess what it's this other dude singing who can no can sings nowhere near as good as glenn danzig does and doesn't even (laughs) have as unique of a voice as Danzig does. And so what you end up getting here with American Psycho, by 1997, there were already tons of bands who were ripping off the Misfits. And now the Misfits are ripping off the Misfits. And so, <laughs> and the problem with this is that, sure, the, the original Misfits songs from a music standpoint, from guitar riffs, aren't very interesting. They're real simple shit. But something about it where them trying to do it later on, and I'm guessing that Danzig had a hand in writing a lot of stuff because, you know, he he plays guitar, he writes, so, I mean, I know that he probably did. But their version of The Misfits is, like, some of the most basic bitch pop punk I, I that like literally there were like 200 bands at around this time that sounded exactly like this. <laughs> and all they did was write these really generic punk songs and then said, all right, well, we're the misfits. So make sure you insert a woe right here. And so, and it just, it literally became this cookie cutter 
kind of like, well, here's the template for Misfit songs. And uh, now we're going to make an album. And um, it's p- pretty damn bad. Um, now, if they if they had switched singers to Michael Graves and they had decided to make this a new chapter with the Misfits and they had done something a little different, like had a different approach, I would have no problem with it and I might even like it. But what you end up getting is literally a band wearing a Misfits Halloween costume and going on stage and pretending to be the Misfits. I don't care how many people in it were actually in the Misfits. At this point, it's cosplay. You're literally just playing cosplay as far as I'm concerned. Not only in your in your look, but in your music. And on top of that, is it it's it's my it's weird cuz his name is spelled Mikhail Graves, but he goes by Michael. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Michael Graves' voice is not powerful enough to be to have the Misfits name on it cuz that was the thing about Glenn Danzig is you had these kind of cool little simple punky songs, but he had this massive voice. Like it was very commanding and you know, even when he was just yelling, it's still just he had his own thing going. Nobody sounded like Danzig. And Michael Graves just sounds like another bloke who sings in a punk band. And so you get 17 tracks of this. And I've always said this when it comes to punk music. Um, if you don't spend a lot of time writing the songs, you can write a lot of songs. <laughs> <laughs> And that's exactly what this album is. I I don't think they really spent that much time thinking about what they were doing. I think they probably saw an opportunity to continue the band while there was momentum and make some fucking money and more power to them. That is their decision, but it is also my decision to think that this album is an abomination. Nowhere near as bad as Devil's Reign. I'm going to give it that. (laughs) And you know what? Here's a positive. I'm going to sprinkle a little positivity on the top. It's well-produced. <laughs> I'll give it that. Sounds good. That's, Sonically sounds I, pretty good. I think that's where, for me, I tend to like these albums a little more. I'm going to respectfully disagree with the abomination <laughs> comment. <laughs> but, yeah, for, for me, like as a metal guy coming in on The Misfits, when it comes to a production standpoint, the two Graves-era ones are probably the most probably the most palatable production wise in terms of if you want a loud guitar sound yeah that that era tends to have what i would say is the best production misfits had but but i think that when it comes to the misfits i think that that does that does the sound a disservice because the great thing about the original misfit stuff is that it some of it was pretty okay recorded but most of it pretty bad but it gave it that that aura of discovery like oh this is like this is underground shit they couldn't even get into a really good studio you have to hear the producer being like all right take one you know you know in the background and shit like that and so i that always was a character in the music to me where i'm like i'm like originally they were a band i think that they only played halloween that they only played at halloween and (laughs) and and then they had this they mystique about them and they put out singles and um, I just think that what they accomplished by the time I was in high school and really into the Misfits before before this album ever came out, they 
it was they had they had created this great classic band that was pretty unfuckwithable, even though all their shit isn't amazing. But just the idea of them was like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. So that if, if it if it was left at that, I would see a misfit shirt on somebody and go, fucking a man, the misfits. But now I have, I want to walk up to him and be like, okay. Are you wearing a Danzig Misfit shirt? Or <laughs> and I know that like I'm now being one of those people that's just like choose a side or whatever, you know. But in this particular case, when they've literally just it's it literally t- it takes a band that has this mystique and this interesting quality about them, this interesting underground quality, and un- literally underground band that became very well known to a shitload of people and then just made them a very well-known generic band, it just, it bothers me because it's taken away, like, the overall feeling that I get when I think of Misfits. And now it's just like, oh, now I gotta... It's like, it's like, uh, it's like you know, how I felt um, about Bill Cosby. Because, like, Bill Cosby... <laughs> Bill Cos- I grew up with Bill Cosby, listening to his... his his stand-up comedy when I was a kid, watching the Cosby show, um, watching Leonard part six, one of the worst movies ever made, but also one of the best. (laughs) But now I can't enjoy any of that shit because he, it turns out he was a complete piece of shit. Now this isn't that bad, but I'm giving you like the extreme of it where like these, this thing that had this feeling for me, all of a sudden the feeling is kind of yanked out from under me and I go, all right, now I got to, now I got to separate it. Now I got to be able to separate the two. And so, and I know that in this day and age, that is a minor gripe, but you know, that's what we do here when you nitpick at things. And so that's why, that's why I feel so strongly about it. But coming into it, it, when you did, it makes sense that it doesn't carry that same weight for you with what the misfits were. That's, that's the thing. Like, American Psycho had already been out for a year by the time I was born. Yeah. So, and, you know, that little voice crack there tells you that I'm still <laughs> going through puberty. <laughs> but uh, This, this yeah. year, Eddie finally got pubes. <laughs> Maybe when I'll grow up, I'll, I'll, I'll like Danzig more. But, um, <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, I, I would say it's, I read that really long comment, the, that awesome guy that leaves really long comments on our stuff. Yeah. It, this is a shout out to you. Do Eric you know- Smith is his name. He, he's, he's, he's commented some lengthy comments on, on YouTube, but also he's, uh, he's, he said some very nice things about us. He said something along the lines of me having a, a clean slate to digest the previous 40 years of rock and metal. And he's 100% right, because I had, you know, obviously compared to your generation, a, a, a unique take on it where I was just finding all this old stuff. Um, yeah, quote unquote, old, old shit. Yeah. Uh, and, and I loved it. You know, I loved stuff from the 80s, the, particularly the first half of the 90s and the 70s as well. Um, it, but for some reason, I found... Uh, dig up her bones through my friend Matt, who I mentioned earlier. Yeah, and I, I heard it and I thought this, this is a fucking tune. And then I heard the whole album, and the whole album was full of songs like that. And I was like, I like this. 
gee, I like this punk stuff. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was my introduction to Misfits. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it makes sense because it would be the same thing if we were, I don't know, doing the ranking of the Beatles because the Beatles were, were over and done well before I was born. So my, I came yeah. into them where they were already like fucking legendary, you know, and that, that's the way that it's presented to you. You don't, you don't discover the Beatles. It's like the Beatles <laughs> discover you. <laughs> you know? There's just like one guy with like, he totally dressed like John Lennon, but still has the battle vest on. And he's like, I only listen to fifties Beatles. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shit. But ima- imagine if the Beatles had gotten back together with, with new singers and like one original, <laughs> like just Ringo, it's just Ringo on the drums. And then they put out <laughs> Beatle esque music that other people are already doing Beatle esque music. And so, you know, there you see, see what I'm saying here. It's like that. Cause it's like, you know, people that get all pissed off about Metallica post post, you know, injustice for all. Yeah. And it's like, I don't understand that because Metallica continued to, they, 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 they developed their sound and did different things. Now, if they had literally broken up and then gotten back together and did cookie cutter stuff that sound, Oh, we're going to try to make master of puppets again. Only we're going to, it's the songwriting's not going to be very good. Then I would be a little, I would understand the hate. I'd be like, well, yeah, because they're just sh- shitting on their original legacy and making it <laughs> making rehashed bullshit. But they've, you know, I don't think they've ever done that, but that's just my opinion. Anyway, but um, back to the band that did do that. Um, back Misfits. to the lecture at hand. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, we got we to gotta jump into some more hip-hop pretty soon. Um, we and will. It, and it was, it, this, this was ordered by Eddie Sparks, not me. It was, it was requested. So um, I've been on a binge. I've been on a G Funk binge. And it will be related to that um, lyric that he just said. But I, you, you got to know your hip hop if you literally know just from that one lyric. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use my little talent here. You can piece that together. And if, a star if you're a was born. Individual. <laughs> All right. So wait, wait, did we, did we, where, oh, I just, I had just talked about, did we even get, where are we? (laughs) (laughs) I think your number five was American American Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. Cool. So now you're number four. This, this might get me in some, into into some hot water. What? what? Okay. You're, so you're number four. Okay. All right. Okay. My my number four. (laughs) (laughs) Now bearing in mind. Bearing in mind, from here on in, I am declaring the next four albums Banger Central. Okay. All right. I mean, that's... that's On my end. You, I mean, I get, it, it might make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it is, it is love fest for me for, from here on in. So number four. Okay. Cross your fingers. It's going to be painless. Just fucking say it. Earth AD. No, no, that's painful. I'm that's, I'm a bad person. That is, that is, that is, that's sacrilege. If you now, if you, if, I'm gonna let you go because because of your age. If you were my age, I would I'd reach through the internet, beat and the smack shit you. out of me. <laughs> so um, that's yeah. that's all right. It's all everyone has their own opinion, right? Right? Yeah, that's I, right. I have the Gen Z get out of jail free card. Um, 
<laughs> Stupid kids. Get off my lawn, Eddie. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Earth, okay. AD, Earth AD slash Wolf's Blood. Um, yes. Which the original record, it was like, you know, one one side had the Earth AD cover. The other side had the Wolf's Blood cover. And I guess they were... I mean, I don't know. I, I, I did that. That's the mystique behind the shit. Was it two EPs put together, or could they not come up with the name one name for it? Because it ends up just being called Earth AD by a lot of people. But um, I was I always like to think of it as two EPs put together. Yeah, there is a lot more mystique and uh, cool urban legend style shit around the first incarnation of the Misfits. Yep. And uh, yeah, so without further ado, Earth AD. This is already a meaner and heavier sound than Walk Among Us. Uh This is gnarly shit. Like, if this had tremolo picking and palm mutes, it'd be a thrash song. Um, Queen Wasp reverts back to more Mm. of a punky one. Devil Lock, another blast of heavy punk goodness. Death Comes Ripping, metal title, punk song. It's clear to see their influence Mm. on thrash bands like Metallica. Speaking of which, Green Hell is you know it's just a fucking badass song Hell yeah i love i love both bands versions mm-hmm. uh mommy mommy can i go out and kill tonight uh but this is a studio version of this song which and, which if uh, i which if i remember right that's not originally on this album yeah it, it it's this, this is the thing I never they realized ended up, how they many... ended up putting the "Die Die My Darling" single on here, and but then splitting up the songs where they put one in the middle and yeah. two at the end or something. It doesn't matter. It still makes a fabulous album, no matter how they want to fuck with it. True, true. It's it's also not a very long album at all. It's like twenty two minutes long, twenty two. And that's with the added songs. <laughs> yeah, it's which is crazy, you know. Um, where where was I? Uh, Wolf's Blood is a fun, heavy one. Uh, Demonomania yeah. is a short, 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 fast one, like sub 45. One of my uh, previous bands, we covered that song. Um, and nice. it, it was always very fun to play because it's just, I mean, it's just literally like less than a minute long. But yeah, um, it's less than 45 seconds. Yeah, it's it was, al- it was awesome. always really fun to, to cover that song. Yeah, man. You got uh, Blood Feast, which is a driving heavy track, Hellhound pounding song really cool yeah uh die die my darling another absolute tune metallica did a great version too but yeah it's a misfit song so they, they get they get credit this time. i i, I <laughs> honestly that's prob that's one of the few metallica songs that i will skip because wow. the vocals on that just don't it doesn't sound right the way they double track james's you know like it's i i, I don't know it just sounds real cheesy to me and it's so, too well produced. <laughs> maybe that's what it is, but you know, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll give them some credit because they they nailed you know Misfits songs in the past. But that was one where I'm like, I don't know if they necessarily needed to do that one, or they could have done it a little better. Don't cry to me, oh baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, you get We Bite, which is a fun, upbeat closer. Honestly, I have nothing bad to say about this album. It's just my uh, love for the next. Three, it exceeds this one, but I do love the fucking stuff on this album. It's 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 definitely like the craziest, I would say, mm-hmm. one they did in terms of like ferociousness and intensity. Yeah. So if you if you like it 
if you like it rough, get Earth AD slash Wolf's Blood. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. That, that we, we, we're not in Banger Central yet for me. We're, <laughs> we're, still, <laughs> we're still in Retread Central. Um, my number four is Famous Monsters from 1999. Um, I will say that uh, this, in some ways, this is a step up from, I mean, that's why it's number four and not number five. Um, but the production is not as good as American Psycho, but the songs are better than American Psycho. And the one thing that I like is that Michael, I don't, I'm not a fan of Michael Graves, but at least his vocals sound more natural on this one. On American Psycho, it sounds like he's trying to do some kind of Danzig impression. And on yeah. this one, he <laughs> sounds like he's just singing with his natural voice. And I'm like, well, good on you. Just be yourself, dude. Um, but <clears throat> there's still too many damn songs, and most of it is just okay. Um, and I, I honestly think, like, the, I mean, this is true for all of these later albums. If it did not have the name Misfits on it, you wouldn't know this album. We would not be talking about this album or any of these albums. That's the only reason why they ever got put in front of people because there, like I said, there were so many, especially getting later in the 90s and earlier in the 2000s, so many bands that sounded just like this, and most of them didn't get record deals. Most of them, you know, put out independent stuff that went nowhere, or they got signed to a major label and their album completely flopped, and that probably would have been what this band would have done if they weren't called Misfits. Um also, they wrote a fucking song called Fiend Club where they say, we are the Fiend Club. Yeah, it's pretty cheesy. <laughs> Once again, fuck off. Because it's like, we have a fan club called the Fiend Club. Let's write a song called the Fiend Club and we'll sing, we'll sing we are the Fiend Club. And I'm like, oh, I just want to punch them in the face. It's just, it's just, and honestly, it also just got to this point where it's almost like they were flipping through like things like what what old movie or show have we not talked yeah. about yet? <laughs> and and I just, I mean, but I mean, I have to say, like, out of all of the the later Misfit stuff, this is the most listenable album. I'm gonna give it that, but it's still, it's still not good. Um, it is just. Okay, it's what it's whatever. It's it didn't it didn't it didn't super offend me. Um, <laughs> if they if they had left off here, I'd feel a little bit differently probably about everything. But I really feel like I'm really curious to see where this band is gonna go because they continue to do these reunion things. But if Danzig decides, well, I don't want to write any new Misfit stuff, are we gonna get like another? Jerry only misfits <laughs> album or like what, are, what is going to happen? Because it's, I, even if they do, I don't think that they could possibly recapture any of that spark. Cause I mean, honestly, like we'll, we'll, we'll do Danzig eventually the Danzig discography, even Danzig stuff, like the past several albums, it's just been like, Oh, okay. It's a Danzig album. Woo. <laughs> like it's, it's, you know, it's the, 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 whatever it is, the magic is gone. Um, mm. but I don't know. Famous monsters is okay. I, I'll, I'll give it that, but it's, you know, there's a gigantic grand Canyon sized, you know, space between uh, it's a gorge <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> between <laughs> this album. And then the next three that I'll be talking about, which will effectively be, be banger central on my end. 
but um, you only have one more album to put in the wrong spot. So uh, <laughs> let's find out. <laughs> let's find out where it goes, and so let's move on to your number three. <laughs> okay, so he's, my- he's, la- he's laughing because that was an edit that was done right there, <laughs> and I'm such a pro, you won't even notice. <laughs> cool. So my number three. Uh, I think this is like the. This will be the nail in the coffin when you when you come and kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this uh, walk among us number three. All right, so the, the, <laughs> the some, some would say the quintessential Misfits album. There was like a brief pause there where I couldn't tell if it was the Skype lag or you were just disappointed in me, but you did not respond for like a solid three seconds there. I'm just glad this isn't the first episode we did of this because then I'd be like, I don't think I can work with this guy. <laughs> I'm glad I've got a solid year under my belt doing this stone yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Walk, um, walk Among Us. Cool. So uh, Walk Among Us. 20 Eyes is an absolute blast of energy to start yeah. off on. Yeah. I turned into a Martian, keeps the pace going. Like I love I love when they do whoa, whoa, whoa shit. So I would imagine that's probably why I like the next two so much because they ran the head into the ground. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, normally it can come off as a bit of a cop-out and I suppose it will be on the next few, but I, I this is a guilty pleasure situation but yeah yeah I, I don't i don't feel too guilty even though i should uh no yeah, no 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 you enjoy what you enjoy as long as long as it's not as long as the things that you enjoy aren't things like pedophilia then i am I'm, I'm perfectly fine with you enjoying whatever it's it's great cool um <laughs> <laughs> just so you know right. frank and right does not condone pedophilia nor bestiality I think those are the two. Those are two things we have condemned on this show. It's we've, like we've we've also condemned racism, racism, homophobia, homophobia, xenophobia, sexism, xenophobia, transphobia, and all of those things are things that we do not allow in our podcast in our midst. I don't know, dude. We need to do a filthy fifteen of just shit we don't like. <laughs> oh, crank, cranked and ranked filthy fifteen. We need we need to do that. So they, like j- just music or 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 anything. <laughs> I think we could do two. <laughs> all right, filthy thirty. <laughs> Fil- filthy thirty. All right, but no, we're back on. We're back on Walk Among Us. All right. Okay. So uh, all hell breaks loose. Heavy thrashing track. Vampira. You know some some serious rock and roll running through this one. Nike Go Go. It's fun, but. Not as memorable as previous tracks, in my opinion. Hate Breeders, plenty of woes in this one. Uh, Mummy, can I go out and kill tonight? Live, live, which is yeah. a which is a live recording. Cool, interesting choice to slap a live track on here, right in the middle. Um, it's also a vicious song. Like it is, it is a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, funny because it's got Mummy in the title. Uh, <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. Uh, is a fun track with a lot of yelling out "whoa." whoa. <laughs> yeah. Well, there. I it's mean, no, it's, they're, it's they're no actually, secret. I think they're actually saying. This. I think they're actually saying "night," but it's all like "no." Like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really the the laziest written old school misfit song. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, "Skulls" is a fun song. Mm-hmm. Um, "Violent World" keeps the horror punk vibes coming. "Devil's Whorehouse," you know, some odd. 
piercing floor tom sound throughout. It's a crazy creative choice, but it hell, it's interesting. Astro Zombies. I was in a band that played this in college, and you know, it's a tune. That's super, why we played super it. Super catchy song. Yeah. Um, Brain Eaters. Fun song to go out on. In and out in 25 minutes. You know, the good thing about this discography is that it manages to be relatively short. I mean, I think there's only like four hours of music across these seven albums, you know? <laughs> <laughs> our our, our episode is going to be half the length of their discography. Yeah. <laughs> Which is wild to think about. But yeah, my, uh, my number three is the outrageously catchy Walk Among Us. So probably the only part in my ranking that I think some major Misfits fans would would want to run at me with a pitchfork is the fact that my number three is also Walk Among Us. Hey, um, we did a matchup. We did a matchup. Um, which, but, but I mean, but I, I do have to admit that if somebody came to me, this is the album that if somebody said, well, what do the Misfits sound like? I would play them Walk Among Us because I think it's it's the best sort of like you get everything you need kind of here in this album. Yeah. Um, and it's catchy as hell from beginning to end. Um, and, and, and this is for a lot of people, like this is the misfits they want to hear, which is why the Michael Graves era just literally ripped off the style of this album and did it poorly for two more albums <laughs> um, and more, but here's why it's my number three. There's a few things about it that, because we talked about a little bit, we we talked a little bit about how, whether it was, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it was all Danzig's, you know, decisions, but, you know, they would record songs for an album. The album wouldn't come out. They'd put out some as singles. They'd record other stuff altogether and it would go on an album, but some songs would be left out of the album and then other songs are re-recorded later on and would end up being on collection. Um, collection two is mostly just stuff from Static Age and, um, and you know, other albums, but the the first collection album has different recordings of songs that are on some of these albums and some of them i like the collection versions of them better than the walk among us versions yeah For, first off this is your first album why do you take a really killer song and put a live version on it like that like yeah. i realized that they i don't think that they had <laughs> recorded a version of mommy can i go out and kill tonight when they did walk among us. So that, that makes sense that maybe they're like, this is a great song. The only recording we have is this live version. So, so that makes sense. But if I'm judging it in, on their discography, I'm like, well, to me, it kind of kills the momentum of the album a little bit. Cause I'm just, I hate random live tracks on anything. I don't care how good of a song it is. Just, just do a whole album. Um, and then you get to like night of the living dead, which is, also on collection on a different recording. My problem with Night of the Living Dead on Walk Among Us is Danzig sings off key for most of the song, and it's always <laughs> bothered me. I'm just like, did he? Did, could he not hear the key of the song? Was he having a really bad day and he was sick and couldn't hit the right note? And so he just. But it, it's it's real. It bothers me when people are like just a little bit off key. Especially when there's some, especially when there are people that can sing. Like obviously there are plenty of bands that have shitty singers and it's fine. But in this case, he knows how to do it. But this is a song where he's off key most of the time. Have you ever seen that uh, YouTube 
remix someone did of Africa by Toto, and it's it's just Toto by Africa. Uh, Toto by Africa? Africa by Toto. Sorry, I'm, f- I'm fucking up here. This is not my episode, bro. Um, you know what? If you it, hadn't it, corrected that, I never would have known. It just sounded yeah. so natural. Toto by Africa. <laughs> okay, so, let me get in the zone. The video is called <laughs> Africa, Africa by Toto, but the vocals are one step out of key oh, and that, offbeat on that and song it would drive me nuts because you have that one long note that, yeah it's it, I, th- I think it's i'm pretty sure it's like one note flat and oh, offbeat the entire time and it it is torturously bad but so funny so it is it is worth a listen just once to laugh yeah. your fucking ass yeah, off yeah that would be that would be a good one for me to react to because it would be like nails on a chalkboard but it, um, it's yeah, it sounds like that one guy that agreed to do karaoke but gets absolutely blasted before it's his turn to get on stage. It sounds like the puddle of mud version of about a girl. <laughs> <laughs> that one as well. While, while we're on the subject, did you see the one where it where was slow every it down? time? Yeah, every time he hits a high note, it yeah. goes to like half speed. Yeah, and then is he free? <laughs> I mean, that's when that is that if you're a professional, that is when you literally have to look at yourself and go, I can't pull this off. Let's remove yeah. this song from the set that we're doing today. <laughs> the, the best part about that video is that is the guy playing the cajon knows that this is going to get memed. And he's trying not to laugh. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty awful. But anyway, back to Danzig singing off key. And then on top of that, you have a classic song like Skulls, where the collection version has way more energy. The 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 one on Walk Among Us is a little bit, it doesn't, it feels like it's too slow, like we were talking about, where some songs feel like yeah. they're recorded too slow. And maybe it's because I heard the collection version of Skulls before this, but the 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 songs that are unique to Walk Among Us are are amazing. Like I, I yeah. love the I love this album. But when I was ranking them, I went, oh, well, I, if I was going to put this album together, I would choose different takes of these songs. And it's not like I'm taking unreleased, you know, different recordings of songs. These are all released. And so, like, it's, they, they, did, they did, you know, they did that thing that we don't like where you cover your own song. But I think they were done so <laughs> close together, it was almost like we could probably do this better or whatever it was. Whatever the reasoning was for recording a song again. But yeah, it's a we care a lot situation. Sure. Where it's yeah. like, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's why it's at number three. It's an absolutely classic album, and I, lo- I'll, I love listening to it whenever it comes on. Um, but, you know, there are, I have more gripes about this one than, the, than my top two. So um, it had to go at number three. So, so we, we matched up with uh, Walk Among Us. Cool. So now I'm, I'm now I'm going to answer for my crimes with uh, my number two. <laughs> Either, whatever order you want to put them in, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do what you want. Okay, so th- this is the funniest thing as well that they're flipped around. My number two is Famous Monsters. <laughs> 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 we have like you know, barring our number three, we have like actually we matched up a lot more. It's the, just the, the bottom two. The stuff. bottom two matched. Yeah. Actually, 
I'm uh, my brain is is just fucked this episode, bro. I'm not even drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just processing. Um, yeah. So my number two, famous monsters. The thing I like about this era is that it sounds like metal in a major key, and it that's not something I'd heard a lot of. So when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is a this is a fun thing. Um, let's let's listen to it. And I ended up really enjoying these two Graves Era albums because to me, it's it's punk played through like a metal rig, and the major keys sound really anthemic on these songs. Uh, Kong at the Gates is a cool heavy intro. Forbidden Zone is an upbeat, fun track to kick off the record. Lost in Space, a more pounding, heavier one. Dust to Dust, love the chord sequence in that one. Crawling Eye, fun, up-tempo, punky one with some, like, thrash metal turnarounds in there. Uh, Witch Hunt, a chugging, pounding, snare drum lead punker. That's a tagline. Yeah. Um, scream. Ah! Here we go. This is where I get to talk about uh, some band experience. I covered this song in a band in college, and there's actually footage of that. That's over on Eddie Sparks 2. Uh, it's one of the latest videos. Even I though totally it's, I forgot that it. you had that other other secret page. <laughs> yeah, Eddie, Eddie Sparks 2. That's all my like old shit from when I was in college just messing around. Um, Scream, yeah, I, I covered it. I love the big reverb on the vocals too. It really opens up. Um, Saturday night, that's a doo wop song played through a metal rig. Like I, I love, I love the whole fifties vibe, which is funny because I put Project Nineteen Fifty at the bottom. But you know, if if it was a Graves album and made like a Graves album, it might be a might be a different story. But yeah. Uh, where where was I at? Saturday night. Yeah, it's a it's a fun song. Pumpkinhead. I would say it's probably because like these are the most thrash and pop metal records of their discography that it just appealed to me at the time and they have a special place for me, even if they from a songwriting perspective, there are a lot of cop out techniques that I I'll admit, yeah, there are. I mean, when let's let's back, be let's be honest with each other. If you and I took a weekend and hung out together, we could make this album. Yeah. Yeah, we could. <laughs> I mean, it, it, wouldn't need... be, it wouldn't be as well produced probably, but songwriting wise, I think we could probably even do better. Yeah. We, sh- we should do, we should set ourselves a challenge, like recording us, <laughs> re- recording an EP in a, or even a, an album in a day. Uh, Rob Scallon did that. I know he did that. That's it would be a, it would fun... be easy to do if I w- if one of us was with the other one, but trying sending files back and forth. Or <laughs> we'd get one song done if we're lucky. Well, here, here's the thing. Okay, this is this is for a challenge in the future, okay. right? We we both contribute five songs each to a music project, and okay. like. We do we do an Earth AD Wolf's Blood where we have two EPs and we just jam them together. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm down for that. Let's do it. Cranked and Ranked presents the mixtape. Before bro. we before <laughs> we do that, you got to put out some music on your own. You got you. I do. He's working on so much stuff, and every he plays me a clip of a song, and it's always a different song, and it always sounds cool. And I'm like, man, you got to finish this shit up. 
At least put out I, at least put out a single. Put it you know with two two tracks on it, whatever. Throw it out there. I, I will. The thing is, I never write in a consistent style, so I'm gonna have like these absolutely crazy off the wall. If if Mr. Bungle was a G Funk fucking glam metal grunge thing, <laughs> that's all right. There, I mean, there are there are pretty there are well known artists out there that that shift their style with everything they put out, and then, you know, there's and some people love it and some people don't. But you know, yeah, fuck it. I'll start putting them out if the quality is there, but the people will listen. Cool. Uh, funnily enough, on, on an album that you don't agree that there is quality. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, no, this one had more quality. This one was the was the least shitty of the of the newer albums. <laughs> okay, I, I'm I'm back on it. Where, where are we at? We got Scarecrow Man. Uh, has a pretty cool riff in it. Die Monster Die is a fun chunk of horror punk. I realized that that rhymes. <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> Fun yeah. chunk of horror <laughs> punk. <laughs> um, Living Hell has a great woe chorus. Descending Angel. Now, I have to say, this is a cool song. Anthemic, like, there are little gems on these albums that I think, actually, songwriting-wise, there are a few moments where I think, actually, it's pretty cool. Uh, Them is a thrashy one. Fiend Club, I'll admit it's cheesy. It's very, <laughs> very cheesy. Um, but I also kind of love it. Like, in this weird alternate timeline, it, it, it does have that kind of what if... What if Misfits started out this way, you know? Like, what if but they this w- I, was it? Nobody would have cared. I'm, tell- I'm, yeah. I'm telling you. Because you, you made that comment about punk through a metal... You filter or whatever, but like it, it does have 19, a filter on it. In 1997, when they put out their first album in, with this form, you already had bands like Strung Out and Propagandi, punk bands already doing that way better yeah. than this. And so, and so they they what you're saying they were doing is literally done better by all these other bands. And so, if it did, if it wasn't the Misfits, I'm telling you, you would not be talking about this album if it wasn't if it didn't say the Misfits on it. There's this, like, uh, it could tie into, now Now bear with me, it could tie into my love for hair metal, because hair metal, depth-wise, is it's not a deep genre at all. Like, there are a few songs I mean, I, that... Like, I, would, but, I would say it's much deeper than these albums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, even I would agree. But still, I think there is a pop metal sheen to these two. And it, sure. I, I, think, I think you're right, that it is... It is punk through a filter. I'm not, I'm, not, I, I'm not saying that you don't enjoy these albums because that's a natural oh no. thing. I just, I honestly think that you wouldn't have heard them if they were by another band. But there's also stuff that you're agree that you're saying that I just cannot argue with at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's there's moments on here where I think, yeah, he's right, but there's just part of me that can't not love it for some reason well i mean um, it's the same token when we're doing the limp biscuit episode and somebody would say you know a lot of their music is stupid and i'd be like well yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> it doesn't change the fact that i enjoy it so that's you know that's what it all boils down to really that's true um so hunting humans is a fun song helena is a good last song to end on it's a catchy tune with a full-on thrash part in the middle and uh there's a part in it um, that reminds me of Welcome Home Sanitarium. 
And I don't know if you noticed it as well. Uh, and the vocals kind of do the same um, kind of vocal pattern in oh. there. No, I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I think by this point in the album, I had checked out. <laughs> yeah. so, I was just happy that it was almost over. Yeah, it was. It, I heard it, and it's like "kill" is such a friendly word, and I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, hello, hello!" I, I spotted something. You, but, could, you could be right. Yeah, but Metallica also took parts of Sanitarium from another band, so yeah. <laughs> what, what, did, what, what did they take Sanitarium from? I don't remember. It's uh, it's a really obscure thing i think it's on it this is where i get into like nerdy bootleg territory but it's just one i happen to have and it's uh it's from the things that should not be cd uh-huh. i've got it here somewhere actually where is it let, let me just you know what you can google it uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it, i think it came out 94 or 95 just before load so it was still black album era but um yeah, there's a track on there I think called Critical Mass by this by this band. I can't remember what they're called. But they included it on there. And there's a riff in it. Like they they said that they'd heard that, but the band never went anywhere or something, so they just stole it. <laughs> oh, interesting. Or re or repurposed it, let's say. Strong stole is a strong word, and I I, I, I remember I remember when I was when I was uh, I was really young. So I just started playing guitar. So I was probably like uh, 13, 14, something like that. <clears throat> and I remember like you know I would write songs on my own and record them, you know, at home yeah. on, on my double cassette deck tape player. I would just swap the tapes out and create songs on my own. But I remember I was watching um, an access television show where they would have local bands play and there was this one band on one night i don't even remember what their name was but they were fucking awful and then all of a sudden in one of their songs there was a really great riff and i went i'm taking i literally i literally (laughs) recorded it on a vcr and then later on i went to my room and i literally took their good riff and i wrote what i thought was a much better song with it and i was like you know i'm doing the world a favor that mean because that band was complete shit. I just took something good that they had and made it made it better. So, but I didn't give them any credit. I didn't sell any of that. It was, you know, that was just my own bedroom tapes back in the day, which I still have. Which you know, if I ever became famous, I'd put out you know the bedroom tapes or some shit like that. Hey, like in the event that you find that specific riff, can I have it? <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, Famous Monster is my number two. Cool. My uh, my number two. Um, uh, it, you it, would it, refer to it as a number two. <laughs> my number two is not a number two. It is a it's a great album. But um, this discography has been very is weird because like when I you know, the orders that I came up with, I was just like, this feels as good as it's gonna feel. But um, with these top three albums, I'm like, I really had to like dig into like my thoughts about it to figure out where they went. But my number two is uh static age, which, uh, which came out in 96, but was recorded in 1978, the year of my birth. Um, the big thing about this album is that it's the slowest misfits album. All the, the, the slowest, the slowest songs they would ever write are all on static age. 
Yeah. But the thing that I really like about Static Age, so I, I said this before, like when this came out in 1996 or uh, as, as part of the, uh, of the box set, um, it was a really big deal because some of the songs you had heard before, some of them were slightly different because they were on Legacy of Brutality. And Legacy of Brutality is a compilation that Glenn Danzig put out where he actually took Misfits songs and then read overdubbed new guitar parts and shit of him playing. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of these songs, that's the way that we had heard them, you know, Static Age and TV Casualty and shit like that. Um, so when this came out, which was like these were as they were recorded, it was a really big deal. And I was just like, yeah, this is a fucking killer album. And I, I remember listening to it like tons. And I never bought the standalone version of it because. I had the box set version, but the thing that I liked then and I like now is the fact that this came before the misfits that everybody, you know, knows and loves, but it shows like a much more varied band. Like maybe they did have a lot of influences coming and going, but it's the most, it has the most dimensions of any misfits album. Like it's, it's, it's almost like the only proper album like how I always yeah. say a proper album should have different moods and take you on a little bit of a journey. And this one, when it comes to Misfits, like it's the one that does that the best. And not to mention you get Last Caress on it, which at that point it was like, at that point, at that point Last Caress was only on a single, you know, and on, and on Collection 2, which came out in 1995. Um and so it's always cool to hear that in an album context. But Static Age is just utterly enjoyable. Um, and it's only, at this point, um, oh, I guess Jerry only was an original member of the band. Because Jerry, because I, I, th- I, th- I don't know why I thought it was Doyle that's on Static Age, but um, Static Age is Glenn Danzig and Jerry only, and then other dudes. Um, and um, this, this album does suffer a little bit from that thing where there are better versions of songs. Because uh, the version of Teenagers from Mars on, on here, I don't like as much as the collection version, but the version on here is, is arguably better recorded. Um, but also, like, it's got some of my favorite Misfits songs. Like, I love Come Back, but one of my favorites is Hollywood Babylon. Like, I absolutely love that song. That's just... I mean, it's, I, I first heard Hollywood Babylon in, you know, almost 30 years ago in like 1992, but still randomly, like I'll be just cleaning the house and like in my head, I'll just, who came along for the ride? Like, it's just, it gets, it's in my head. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's a great song. And it's pretty one, good dancing. Oh, no, thank you. And this <laughs> one has, this one has attitude, which funny enough was covered by Guns N' Roses. Um, I don't know if it was covered. Was it covered on the Spaghetti Incident album, or is it just a live cover? Because I, I know they did it live. Because I remember watching a, a Guns N' Roses like t- they, they broadcast one of their concerts in like '92, or maybe it was a little bit later on TV, and they covered "Attitude" by the Misfits. Uh, yeah, yeah, they covered it. It's on Ooh. the Spaghetti Incident. There you go, and uh, and and that's a little that's a little hint. I'm going to move on from there. Um, and then, uh, I'm not gonna tell you even what it means, but, um, and then, like I said before, the version that I know really well ends with theme for a jackal. Um, but the standalone version has extra songs, which are all good songs. But, um, I think 
you know, as much as I do enjoy this album, it's, it's got, it's got a weird, it's a weird feeling listening to it because it almost makes me feel like, well, did they, the fact that they scrapped this album, was it ever even supposed to come out? You know, like, uh, and I guess, I guess initially it was a special thing just for a box set, but when they put it out as a standalone, then I'm like, oh, now they've decided that this is an actual album. So it's really weird because I always looked at it as, you know, you know, you know how like like if I was gonna put together my, you know a Danzig or a Glenn, uh, fucking Misfits album, god damn it, what is going on with our brains today? <laughs> if I was gonna put together a Misfits album, you know, and I would take the the versions of the songs I liked the best, I'd put it together and I'd be like, well, this is great, but it's not really the album. So with Static Age, I always look at it and go, well, it's not really the album because that's not what they intended to put out. They scrapped it. So. It ends up being at number two just because of the sheer amount of awesome shit that's on it. And f- for the majority of it, I just think it's utterly enjoyable. And so um, Static Age ends up being my number two. And so um, obviously we're going to have very different number ones. But, um, <laughs> but hey, you know what? This, that's what this show is all about. Honestly, it, it gets kind of boring when we're both just like, hey, same number one because it's you know, it, it's kind of anticlimactic because you kind of want to hear our different takes on why our top album is our top album. But some albums, yeah. it's just like, you know, Eddie's, Eddie's all like, this album's great. And I'm like, this album's, I agree, this album's great. Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> and then that's the end of the episode. But here we get to butt heads a little bit. I was excited for this one, man, because like, this is exhibit A of differing lists. Um, so obviously <laughs> my, my number one pick is American Psycho. It's the first Misfits album I ever had. And, uh, I think the thing that, like, did you ever hear about the Christ the Conqueror thing? Mm, I don't think so. Right. So I went and checked it out and it's funny. This has more in common with Christ the Conqueror which was, I don't know if you've heard about this, they did a Christian metal band <laughs> in the late 80s. <laughs> who who uh, did? Who it did? The, uh, Jerry Only, Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein, and uh, Dr. Chud, and, oh, the Merp, and Jeff Scott Soto. <laughs> no word of a lie. They did, and uh, they did. It's Christian metal or it's, punk. It's Christian metal, dude. Like that. It's even the album cover is like. It, it's listed as like Christian metal, heavy metal, and even power metal. <laughs> like, why? Why? That's so. That's really weird. But there's riffs on it that appear on American Psycho. Like the band never really went anywhere. What? They couldn't even write new shitty songs. They had to steal old shitty it, songs for this album. It, and it's it your doesn't number do it one. any favors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but need I say, I only found out about Christ the Conqueror uh, retroactively God afterwards when I was damn. when I was. Yeah, it's. It's something, and and Christ is spelt K R Y S T. Fuck off! <laughs> that is <laughs> that is. <laughs> it's what? so funny. Actually, before I before I get to it, uh, was it Jerry Mo the Great only, and Jeff Scott Christ the Conqueror? <laughs> <laughs> 
How fucking crazy is that? I, you know what? I'm, I'm probably gonna love that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna yeah, go, you need to check this out. It's gonna, it's gonna end up being something that I legit enjoy. Yeah. Oh, hang on. I need to read. I need to read the fucking the the wiki intro. Christ the Conqueror, pronounced Christ, was an American Christian metal project formed in August '87 by two former members of the horror punk band The Misfits. The project was led by bassist Jerry Only, who adopted a new stage name, Mo the Great, or, or alternatively, Mocavius Christ, and his, <laughs> and his younger brother, guitarist Doyle Wolfgang from Frankenstein. Um, or Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Frank Frankenstein. Uh, the band used uh, the band fused fantastical and sci-fi imagery with religious themes and messages. The band has also been referred to as a guitar shop project as only Doyle and only constantly tweaked and refined their instruments throughout the band's existence in an attempt to create what they felt would be the ultimate bass and guitar. God so damn, essentially this, 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 this album is not on Apple Music. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty underground, bro. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to head to the YouTubes for this, but that is... I'll, I'll mail you a tape. Okay. <laughs> make sure make sure you dub it onto another cassette that's been recorded on several times. <laughs> All right, so back to American Psycho. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this makes this this honestly this makes this album even more interesting to me because I'm just like they, they some of this came from a Christian metal project. Dude, uh oh, oh, where is it? Right. Dude, like, to be honest, the artwork on it is badass. It's like something from fucking He-Man. Um, but I, where was the actual... Because they did an EP, but the, the actual album, the full album, was unreleased. And Christ the Conqueror, the opening song, is the same intro as, as Abominable Doctor oh, So they didn't, even, they didn't even release this. It just leaked somehow. Yeah, well, they did an EP, which was released... Okay. In January, uh, in 1990, but the album, the full album, it was a static age situation. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, without further ado, because they, cause they, they heard, American they Psycho. heard the first album from Danzig and they're like, we can't put this shit out when he's putting out <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> oh man. Right. Okay. Now it's, I have to try to defend this. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I love this. I almost feel kind of bad. Like I want, I don't, I don't want you to feel this way. I want you to be happy with your choice. Honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just hamming it up for comedic effect. Don't, okay. don't let on. All okay. right. Okay. Okay. Here, here I'll edit that part out. Maybe. Okay. Right. No, no, leave it, leave it, leave it. It's comedic effect, bro. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. That was they, for the, that's for the right Patreon now. people that <laughs> pay extra. <laughs> all, all you got to pay is your time. <laughs> you get little ASMR segments throughout the show. <laughs> um, okay, right. Abominable Dr. Fibes. Cool. Do, doomy metal intro. Um, American Psycho. Catchy, thrashy punk song. Uh, Speak of the Devil. Infectiously catchy. Walk Among Us is an unrelenting driving rocker. Uh, the Hunger, metal riffs played in a punky way. As an L7 fan, me likey, although I would imagine L7 
may or may not like being compared to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're fine uh, with it. Yeah, yeah. From Hell They Came, I actually really love heavy stuff like this with uplifting major key vocals. Dig Up Her Bones is a fucking five-star song. This, they, From this, this point on, Dig Up Her Bones is an anthem, according to Eddie Sparks. Okay. I even covered it in the same band that I covered Scream in back in college. Um, Black Light is a fun song. Resurrection. There's, there is something about this album that puts me in a good mood. Like, probably because it's pop punk disguised as metal, and I've finally come to terms with the fact that there are actually pop, pan, pop punk bands <laughs> I like, and uh, I was just afraid to admit it for years. Um, this Island Earth is another fun song. I like the harmonies and the vocals. Crimson Ghost, love the big traditional metal intro, gave me Maiden vibes before erupting into a thrash metal kind of thing. Uh, Day of the Dead, there's a lot of 50s rock and roll in their songwriting, you know, evidenced by Project 1950. But, mm. you know, I I hear a lot of it in this song. The haunting, whoa, I just put like a shit ton of woes <laughs> in there. Um, Mars Attacks, Again, is an '80s metal track disguised as punk. Those turnarounds are that's that's made an influence. Hate the living, love the dead, fun track. Some grungy sex type thing, harmonic neck slides in there, kind of stuff. Shining, rocking tune. Don't open till doomsday. Fun chorus in this track. And uh, the bonus track, Hell Knight, is fun too. I love this album. It it scratches an itch for me that nothing else quite does from mm-hmm. what I've heard. Uh, it's heavy and raw, but uplifting and lighthearted. So I guess that's I guess that's what I kind of initially heard from the Misfits and and subsequently came to them for. Yeah, I think that's why I took to the Graves stuff. A little easier because for me it's it's got that party vibe to it and it's it's not very deep but it's fun switch your brain off kind of music and as a big hair metal fan i enjoy that aspect yeah um so yeah over to you awesome um so if you've been keeping track it's no surprise my number one is earth ad slash wolf's wolf's blood god damn it i can't even say that um, that, just, that, was like a, just... that was a Dr. Steve Brawl moment there. <laughs> <laughs> but I love shit like that. Um, uh, so yeah, I, it, I'll ref, I just refer to it as Earth AD whenever I talk about it. And I don't, I don't know if this is a term that I heard somebody say or if I thought of it on my own. If I did think of it on my own, then I'm a genius. But to me, Earth AD is the rain and blood of punk. Like it is... Yes. Short. I agree. And fast and aggressive. And then it's over. And um, even shorter than than Rain and Blood. Um, but I just, I think that this from beginning to end is a fucking killer album. To me, it's their most, like, it's the, it's the only album that they officially released as an album that I just think is absolutely perfect from beginning to end. There's no track that has a better version that i like uh, and i'm referring to the original version so it doesn't have the die die my darling ep on it although i like those songs too but i think die die my darling kind of ruins the momentum of this album so i don't think it needs to be on here at all but 
just the fact that this has like green hell and demon mania and stuff like that on it. And the fact that it, it takes that, it takes the misfit style, but it, it's more hardcore punk, you know, than, than it's not the sing along parts are shout alongs now instead of woes and singing parts, it's shouting along. Um, and on top of that, it's got fucking robo on drums and robo is a guy that, he, as far as I know, he hasn't played drums in years. But to be completely honest, if you play drums on Earth AD and Damaged by Black Flag, your yeah. your story is 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 already well written. It's like it, you know, because he's he was just a dude that like if you watch footage of Robo playing, he wasn't flashy. He was just like a mm. fast like what, what's the was it Phil Rudd from ACDC? Is that his is that his name? Yeah, he was like a fast Phil Rudd. He just he just he just played really fast and everything was real basic, but he's just one of those dudes that like, you know, I'm all like I just liked his energy and he plays he's perfect for this fast shit, like on Earth AD. And this is like this is my go-to Misfits album, just because it's fucking killer and short, and then you're done. Like you just, you know, you play the whole fucking thing again. But I just really like I really, I just, this is, uh, for some reason, this like scratches some kind of itch for me. It's kind of like, you know, the, the, there's a, a minor threat, you know, the out of step album. Yeah. It's, it, it's just, uh, there's something about just sort of pure aggression that just feels so, like, it's such a, a great release of energy. And, yeah. um, without being overdone like like an album like earth ad it's it's not awful sounding but it's not super well produced so it almost sounds like the the band had these songs and they just had to get them out and then boom they're out and then out and then there's an album and i like that you know and 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 like i said before the 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 legend and mystique of what was misfits it was just you know when i was younger it was just so fascinating and uh and and it really did feel like you were discovering, even though, you know, I was discovering them later than a lot of people because I got on board because of Metallica. It, it still had that feeling that I was discovering this for the first time on my own. And um, this is moving away from Earth AD. Earth AD is my number one, but um, the Misfits album that I listen to more than anything is the first collection album. And I think that's fucking perfect. And it does have, you know, Green Hell and some other Earth AD tracks on it. Um, but I just, I love, I just, this music is just like, you know, it's been with me for years and years and years. And I just love the rawness and it, it, it almost feels like it could have been completely awful music if they had maybe the wrong vocalist, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, and that's an interesting thing about Misfits is that like, you know, people love their music, but if you really break it down, like if you take Glenn Danzig out of it, as much as people want to hate on Glenn Danzig, cause he's, you know, kind of difficult at times. <laughs> if you take him away from it, it's, there's no like really awesome riffs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's some cool little parts here and there, but for the most part, it's like, it's like this, it's like the, I don't know. I just think that it, it's, I think that's probably why I'm so, tied to the Danzig era. Cause I really do feel like even from the get go, no matter who was in the project, it was Glenn Danzig's project. 
Yeah. And even though, like, I'm not really a Danzig fan anymore, I mean, I loved the Sam Hain albums and I loved all the early Danzig albums. And randomly, I like other Danzig stuff. But Earth AD is just one of those albums that's just, I, I think, is just perfect for exactly what it is and exactly how it sounds. And, um, um, yeah. And then that, and that was the, originally, that was the end of the Misfits, except for, you know, Danzig putting out collections and re, re record, not re recorded, but re, what do you even call that if you just overdub guitars on top of something? <laughs> it's just a re tweaked yeah. or something versions of Misfits songs. I mean, I suppose Dave Mustaine did that and called it a remaster, so. Oh, God. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> I really do think, though, because the production on a lot of modern Danzig stuff is so awful. I'm just like, if he did, he would pull, he would pull a Dave Mustaine where he finally goes, we're going to finally release the, the first four Danzig albums on vinyl, but we've remixed them because Dan Danzig <laughs> has a vision and it's just going to be the most awful sounding shit you've ever heard. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. But, um, but anyway, talking about the Misfits, I love the Misfits Danzig era. Apparently, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't need to be said anymore what I feel about later misfits because it's, it's, uh, I made myself very clear. <laughs> it's like and, that uh, scene from, it's like that scene from The Simpsons where Homer just starts wailing on that guy and that kid starts crying. He's like, stop, stop. He's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, I'm just one asshole and my opinion yeah. doesn't fucking mean anything. If you're if you're if you're a fan of Michael Graves era Misfits, or even if you're a fan of The Devil's Reign, um, I, you know more power to you. You enjoy what you enjoy, and honestly, I think that when it comes to a band like The Misfits, like that is a really great example of just just enjoy it. Like yeah. you know, our our we we you can't really dig very deep into this music. You know, it's <laughs> it is what it is, and you enjoy it or you don't enjoy it, and so. It makes absolute sense. It's just that, you know, this is a good, really good example of the differences in age between Eddie and I and where we came in to this band. Um, so that was interesting. That was, uh, that was, that was our, our Misfits ranking. And that, that was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. So peanut butter platypus to, uh, to those of you um, that are still here. Um, and if you're, if you're confused about what I mean by that, I, um, I say that. It's a secret phrase that I created because I, I guess that's the first thing that came to my head um, that I say. <laughs> so the people that, that listen to our episodes all the way through, it's kind of like we it's like a greeting or a secret handshake. If you put in the comments, peanut butter platypus, I know that you made it at least like an hour and a half into our shit. And um and I appreciate it. You, you, you peanut blood, blood. Oh, never mind. <laughs> peanut blood, blood, blood. <laughs> I'm done. You talk <laughs> until they penis blooded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that, that just just like the misfits, we should just get, wrap it up and get out of here. Um, so that was uh, gross. Do you <laughs> do you have any uh, have any last words before we uh, get the fuck out of here? Uh, if if you. If you did, in fact, penis-blooded, go to the fucking clinic. <laughs> is, that, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I ain't a doctor. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, do you have anything else to say? Uh, nah. 
Awesome. So um, thanks, thanks everyone for listening. We're going to be back next week, um, honestly, with another fun one. Like to me, it's going to be another um, discography that's going to be pretty fun to uh, to to uh, dig into. But it's actually going to be our first special two parter. Yes, um, because normally when we have um, an episode that is more than one part, it's because there's a large discography for whatever band it is we're talking about. But in this particular case, I'm not throwing out any hints about who it is, but we're going to do a, an episode of ranking and another, and then a special episode on top of that that is related to that artist. And um, no, it's not grooved and removed. Um, or anything to that. It's actually, it's actually something we've never done before. And that's going to be, um, a lot of fun, but next week you're going to get the ranking of said band. And so, uh, join us then. And it's going to be a lot of fun. You you got something to say? I was going to say, would that come under the, would would that come under the whole, the the slashed and mashed? Would would we consider that a slashed and mashed? Are we, I don't, let's just, let's not, we, we might. I, t- I, t- I tell you what, I tell you what, if need be, you can bleep whatever I'm saying right now in post. But it, are we going to are we going to grant it the name Slashed and Mashed? I think we might because um, our good friend, was it Eric Smith? Was that his name? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm bad with names and I apologize. I don't even. Well, we, said, we said it earlier in the episode. You got your shout out. Okay? Yeah, I have, <laughs> I have. I have cousins that I don't even know their names. I can't remember them because that's how shitty I am with names. Anyway, <laughs> so we're 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 whispering this part. So like not not many people will hear it. But um, yeah, I think we will be taking his suggested name of um, slashed and mashed. So there you go. That will be happening. You you heard it here, folks, ladies and first. F- fuck, I'm I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, that, before my brain completely shits itself, um, I'm gonna get the hell out of here. And, and oh, I mean, I mean, Eddie's gonna get out of here too because once I end the meeting, which this is all over. But um, thank you very much for listening, and um, we'll see you next week. And as nor, I see, I can't even do a goddamn outro. <laughs> This is cursed, man. We're this stuck is... here. This is never-ending podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last one we ever did. What a shitty ending this is. This is like just as bad as as the Devil's Reign. <laughs> Devil's Reign. Of <laughs> anyway, as I was going to say, as usual at the end of the episode, I will throw it over to Mister Edward Sparks in order to take us out. Whoa! Later, dude! Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.